The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. stars. Welcome. This is Sharita Star. It's the Sharita Star and Power Hour. Thank you for being here. Since the beginning of civilization, humankind has searched for self-knowledge and truth. This innate need to know the self has led to the discovery of many sources of enlightenment. Two ancient practices, astrology and numerology, have provided guidance for centuries. However, there is a third, interconnected source for discovering hidden truth and meaning. Lexigrams. In her illuminating book, It's All in the Name, Sharita Starr reveals how to unlock the true meaning and power existing within the words we use every day. Using numerous examples of simple words, titles, and names of historical figures, Sharita Starr teaches the craft and rules to creating lexigrams and reveals their relationship with the guiding power of numbers and the planets to reach a deeper understanding of our lives. It's all in the name. Spell out the truth. Good day, wherever you are in the world, listening to Mind Body Spirit FM. It's time to get empowered, dear stars. And welcome back to the Sharita Star and Power Hour. Today we are working with episode seven. And we are going to be owning our law of attraction. And let's spell out the truth. And what you just heard was the uh, book trailer to the book that I wrote seemingly many moons ago now. Uh, in fact, it was 11 years ago. Uh, we copyrighted it in 2011. Uh, it's all in the name, The Hidden Power Within Words. And I know I promised you an episode where we were going to dive into these lexigrams and really get you in this mindset of how the power of language is so amazing to understand uh, with everything that we do. And as we covered in the past two episodes of 
how to understand our lunar cycles with the law of attraction alone, and then how to integrate your personal forecast with your timing into your law of attraction practice. And now we're going to dive even deeper because we're going to focus on the power of our words, their energy, and the very, very distinct power that they hold. And of course, it's all in the name. Again, the book that I did author 11 years back, subtitled The Hidden Power Within Words. And, and it is about these lexigrams. And I tell you, once you get into these, you, you may get very addicted. <laughs> it, I mean, I always said when, when, when I got, when I got going, it became the healthiest addiction ever because it, and if you want to know secrets, <laughs> you can find them, <laughs> especially when you get into people. Um, but we're going to focus a lot on words today. I'm going to touch upon some people a little bit historical figures that are featured in the book, uh, but I really want to focus on how, first of all, first and foremost, let's just take the word words. What does it spell? You never want them to be a sword. How often, how often in our lives do our very words become a sword? Probably two more often than we would care to believe or wish maybe we didn't do it. So, and that's as we spell out the truth is something, and there's another example of a lexigram, the truth itself. Well, look in the word. You can spell out hurt. Sometimes the very truth we need to hear, well, it's going to hurt just a bit. And so that's just, you know, things we want to be kind of, we want to just open up our, our, our thinking caps here. Um, as I had many people tell me in, in the beginning, and, and if you are, uh, checking out SharitaStar.com or joining Soul Certainty Community, which is where you can find all of the things that I do when I'm not recording podcasts, you can look under publications and you can watch that book trailer uh, that opened up the show and and you'll see other people's testimonials about the book. But most people um, report that it's quite fascinating and that it, if it does nothing else, it teaches them how to think. And of course, that's you know, if I do anything for, for anyone in this lifetime with this work, it's that I want people to think. I want people to stop and just think for themselves and look to the beauty of who they are and embrace your self-knowledge through your astrology, through your numerology, through your name, which is what we're going to talk about, the power of these lexigrams and how we can spell out the truth and just how we can just look at language overall and just see the, the, the beauty of what we can say versus the energy of where we should be, you know, probably steering clear from and, and not going there to the best of our abilities. So what 
we can dive into is, so years back after I had written, the, written it's all in the name, I, I got into doing, uh, I got into doing these, it kind of started off as a thing called the word ponder, and then I crafted it a little more fun, and then we called it what's really in a word, and then it became a series of all these these things that I, you know, got into and just taking different concepts, titles of things, different words that we utilize, especially when we're focusing upon things like the law of attraction. And I started to do uh, exploration of not only the, the lexagram potential, but how we can also look at the, the energy of that particular word, title, concept, whatever it is that we were, you know, looking at and focusing on and look at the name expression, which is something else that we really haven't devoted any episodes to yet, um, about how your name itself beyond lexagrams and what your birthday can tell you, your, your name holds a vibration. And this is the other thing that numerology does is that aside from understanding all the calculations that your birthday makes and what personal year cycle you're in at any given time and all the other things that we've talked about that the numerology grants is this tremendous value to understand the timing in your life especially and your purpose and your you know mission and and just you know the core the coreness of you is that your name is also part of your imprint through what we call a name expression, which is taking, and I did touch upon this, I believe it was the last episode, of how each letter in the alphabet has a different numerological matchup to it. There's a, a, a letter to number matchup, and then we, when we're calculating name expressions, and I do use the um, Chaldean Hebrew Kabbalah alphabet. I do not use the Western way of doing it. Uh, that's there's a whole explanation. I bet that's in the last episode. So check that out because I don't want to keep um, repeating things every episode uh, when you can go back and listen to more. Um, so there is a difference between the the two uh, numerological systems, and and the bottom line is the Chaldean one omits the nine, holding a letter value. Uh, a, f a full calculation of a name expression can equal a nine, but the letter itself cannot because there's only eight natural notes on a musical scale. So again, I'm not going to keep rabbit holing down there. I'm going to move on. And so what I started doing was I started taking just, again, these words and, and just getting into looking at, you know, well, what does it mean? So I, I started off with with law of attraction. Um, one of the first ones I ever did um, was the law of attraction, and so we took the the actual title of the law of attraction, and we spelled out the truth from it, and we figured out what is this vibration that the law of attraction as a name expression actually holds, and so. Just to, again, clarify what this spell out the truth is. So when we're composing lexigrams, we are only, so everything we're going to talk about 
with how the power of the hidden power within words actually is this, this again, it's like a fascination once you really tap in. Is there anything we're going to talk about within the name, within a title, within a word itself, within a concept? What we're going to spell out the truth is only going to contain the letters that are in the original word name title. So basically, we're playing a little bit of an anagram game. So if you like, like, um, you know, and I, you know what I notice is suddenly on, on like, I think I saw on like Instagram lately, especially on Instagram for some reason, is there's all these word games that are actually sort of doing what lexigrams are. And I, I don't know, um, depending on your, your age demographic, as you're listening to this, um, I'm sure I'm going to, uh, you know, put, put myself into one right now, um, if any of you remember the game Boggle, like this was when we had no cell phones yet. <laughs> did, did anybody play Boggle out there? You know, it was like that plastic thing and you you shook it and it had all the letter cubes and then it, you would make them all go flat in the in the big square thing. And then you would connect all the dots and spell out words. And that's not really lexigramming, but it's like developing words. It's a word fun, word puzzle kind of game. If you like Scrabble, if you like something like Boggle, um, and I can't even remember the names of these new um, things that I saw floating around on social media lately, but uh, it's very, like, 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 I'm like, oh wow, people are doing kind of, it's sort of like lexigrams, but it's not. Because lexigrams is like a very, it's a very deep spiritual divination of, you know, you're connecting everything back to that person, to the concept of the word itself. It's not really quote unquote for fun. It's, it's to dive into like the mystery of what the root meaning is, because that's the odd thing about taking the anagrams that you can derive from our words, names, and titles. And when you phrase them like poetry or prose, it spells out the truth nine times out of 10. Of course, with a smaller, shorter word or name or title, you're going to not get so much and, you know, it won't lend to telling a huge story, but you definitely are going to get some interesting things. And I know you've all heard me talk about like just the pure example, things like the word silent and listen. They're the same exact letters. So how do we listen? You have to be silent. There's no other way to get into it, right? If you're in stillness, what are you doing? I sit in silent ties in 10. I enlist it. Stillness is about being silent and taking that listen. The word earth and heart are the same. How do you really get grounded on the earth? You've got to put all your energy in and focus it in your heart. Some of the easiest ways when you're feeling anxiety on this planet, get into your heart space. You will get grounded very quickly. Why? Because your heart is of the earth. It's it, it, it's a seemingly simple thing. 
but most people don't have any awareness to do it for themselves. They, they, they kind of like miss the memo because, you know, who teaches you that? Nobody. I'm sure you didn't learn about ing uh, lexigrams in your English classes. Um, I know I didn't. <laughs> it was much later down my own spiritual journey. So, and my, you know, favorite one is how do we evolve? Well, it's right there. Look in the word. You have to love. The only way we evolve as well on this earth in our heart is because we love. We choose to love. The other options are not allowing us to evolve. Even when we go through challenges, if we if we face a challenge with a loving approach, it, it, it is going to allow us to evolve. When we're experiencing grief, especially we're we're working through the we're working through love because most of the time we if we're ever in grief it's because we had a deep love and that helps us evolve gr gr grief is like our greatest taskmaster on the planet uh, as well on the planet because it touches our hearts so much and we have to get into that healing work too so that's just some you know again basic real basic things so I'm going to circle back to this law of attraction. So, you know, when we start to understand that there's power in what we're focusing on and, and how the words we are using in our everyday mentality, vocabulary, you know, how are we, you know, intending things. So I got into the law of attraction and I could spell out these, uh, I'm going to get to some more things, but th th these were some really main cool things that came right out of it. So again, these are the anagrams that you can spell from Law of Attraction that are phrased like poetry or prose. And now we're going to spell out the truth from the Law of Attraction. When I flow in life, I orient in a real heel, wealth I own now. How can I win if I wail, if I hate, if I lie, or if I retract? Always an interesting question to be asking ourselves. Now, and there's another real simple lexagram. Own, now, and one. They're all the same letters, just rearranged. So I, one of my biggest things, and I think you even see this on, on my homepage and my website, we have to own our now to see how much we have won. And that is, the, you know, that's law of attraction 101 it is you have to be present. You know, there's, there's, there's nothing that will happen in your life without presence uh, when it comes to the law of attraction. And what is so fun about the name expression of the law of attraction is that it vibrates to a very karmic reward number, which is the 17, which represents the star of the Magi. And the karmic mystery behind this word is so powerful. So I'm just going to read this off to you. And so when you're working with the law of attraction, you are 
working with the 17. Now, 17 is the root of eight. Saturn guided. It's all about responsibility, learning from our experiences, going slow, going with that, hey, I've got wisdom. I'm not in a rush. I can be patient. You know, law of attraction does not work quickly. It can, but what most people don't understand about it is that it comes from the wisdom to allow it to work that fast. Once you get to the, you know, you've practiced it long enough. A lot of people think that they're going to have instantaneous results when they haven't cleaned up why their law of attraction practices is kind of got some hiccups because they still got clutter. So when you're working with the law of attraction, you are working with the channel of the 17. And this is what its Chaldean karmic mystery is. This is a highly spiritual number and was expressed in symbolism by the ancient Chaldeans as the eight-pointed star of Venus. The star of the Magi is the image of love and peace, and it promises that the person or entity it represents will rise superior in spirit to the trials and difficulties of earlier life, with the ability to conquer former failure in personal relationships and the career. The 17 is the number of immortality, and it indicates that the person or entity's name will live on after him. This is an extremely fortunate compound number. Now, what's interesting in that understanding is that you know, when we're really working and watching these results happen in our law of attraction practices, we are setting up that eternal energy. Because what we're doing is 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 just making these like seemingly magical results. Working with that, we're working the star of the magi, you know. Things are coming to us in a in a very powerful way. So I'm going to just list out some more spell out the truths from law of attraction so that we can understand more about the power of what we're doing when we're practicing it. So we've, we've covered how can I win if I wail, if I hate, if I lie, or if I retract. In fact, how can I win if I often low or I can't learn? It a fact that action anoint it, to attain it, to a rational win, to tailor it. If I act in a fanatical, frantic control, I contort it to fail. Who can I lie to if I fail? A fool or no one who can hear it. In a reaction, I catch another reaction or two that it interact in. Life flow in an oracle linear art that teach one action attach to one, two, three. It a fact that if I often attain a flow, I alter action in heart, then I alter the earth. Life flow in a water, air, heat, earth attract to anoint it in one. Each heart Life chart, teach one-on-one how we can win eon to eon. The earth, a real catch of what action flow to it in one law, 
to craft it right. And of course, spelling right, R-I-T-E, in little quotes. Sometimes we do have to do a little phonetic changing and uh, just pull out that thought, depending on, on how the uh, spell out the truth is working. So just to carry on with a couple of more here, and we'll be done with this law of attraction. What action we can trace in a real heart, we can earn in a real win. When we own the flow of now, we learn we catch the one later. A train of real action in the I can. Let in a real flow, I win near. If I anchor to own the flow in the now, I certain I can't fail. I can't falter. When I, in a life of creation and heart, I notice I flow in a central area. When I attract to a reliant, ethical life, I watch then how I lift to an elation. When I flow in life, I orient it in a real heel wealth I own now. That's the power of what you're doing in the law of attraction. So, it's a really good practice. So, another one I decided to explore is visualization. Because, of course, what does any law of attraction teacher, good one, It they tell you first, well, you have to start visual. You, you have to work with, with, with the, you know, this whole understanding of what visualization is. So I pondered that one <laughs> and we got to these phrases. These were our top ones. And then we'll, we'll get into what the this name expression, the vibrational attraction of visualization is, is, is pulling towards us. So visualization, let's spell out the truth. A vision is a lotus to anoint in a soul. As I sit in vision, I sit in a sunlit vault till I toil. So what was fun when we got into what the name expression of visualization is, is that it vibrates to the, well, it vibrates to the 46. So it all adds up to a 46, which will reduce down to a 10. So the four and the six reduce to 10, which brings us to the wheel of fortune, which is the first compound number, uh, that we have a Chaldean karmic mystery for, uh, because it's, double digits. And then we, we, we move on from there with these Chaldean karmic mysteries. So this one was fun. So this is, this is, was so powerful to understand about what we are doing when we are technically visual in the practice of visualization. And this is the energy that we are pulling towards us through this Wheel of Fortune Understanding. This is the Chaldean Karmic Mystery. Ten is symbolized by Isis and Osiris, a number of rise and fall, according to personal desire. It will be known for good or evil, depending upon the action chosen. 
10 is capable of arousing the extreme responses of love or hate, respect or fear. There is no middle ground between honor and dishonor. Every event is self-determined. 10 is the symbol of love and light. And you take the O in the love and the I in the light and that's the you take that as the 1 and the 0. They 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 translate that symbolically. So 10 is a symbol of love and light, which create all that can be imagined and self-determined. And it also contains the code imagine and ordain. And again, you're taking the I in imagine and the O in ordain, and that's the, the, the one and the zero that make up the 10. Imagine it and it shall be. Ordain it and it will materialize. The power for manifesting creative concepts into reality is inherent, but it must be used with wisdom since the power for absolute creation contains the polarity power for absolute destruction. Self-discipline and infinite compassion must accompany the gift of the former to avoid the tragedy of the latter. Discipline must precede dominion. Meaning of the ten, the wheel of fortune. But that is the name expression of visualization. Which is quite fascinating because when you understand that, that definition, what are we looking at there? We're looking at the the power of, of what are you trying to visualize in your life? Because some people... It's not that they're not visualizing. They're just visualizing the wrong things. I mean, think about it when you worry too much and you're not working with that kind of energy and concern. You're visualizing the destruction. You're visualizing worst case scenarios. You're you're caught up in this angst that isn't necessary. But when you shift your worry to concern, you're going to utilize your wisdom and visualize how you can ordain something, how you can imagine something and do that with a, with a discipline behind you so that you're not pulling in the wrong way that visualization is not going to work in your ultimate favor. And this is the key thing to understand in the power of our words. So now we're going to work with the remainder of the lexigrams from visualization. And again, we're just going to spell out the truth. As I anoint in vision, I initial in soul. It valiant as I sail in aviation to liaison in soul. It vital, I anoint it in soul. So I in valent zonal vaults and vistas. It vital I anoint in no sin, no vain, no lout, no insult. As I visit in vision, I sit in a sunlit vault until I toil. As I sit in soil, I anoint it in vision to toil in soul. A vision is a soul talon to sail into a natal anoint. As we stated in the beginning, a vision is a lotus to avail a soul to its natal atlas. 
A vision is a vast alias to a soul in a val valiant stanza. A vision is a soul salvation to sail in vast valuation. As I anoint it in vision, I also initial in a soul sonata vista I oil. A vision is a lotus to anoint a soul. So there's some more interesting things that we can can tap into and and understand again what the power of the words we're using and the power of what how we really are placing what is channeling and and this brings me to another one I did, which is about the infamous meditation. Now, I have people tell me all the time, I can't meditate. Uh, if I heard that, I'd probably have a little bit more money in the bank. And and I find that to be a shame because I I, I actually I just shared this. It was something I had, had posted years back, and and it came up. You know how the things come up in the infamous memories, and I shared it under the Mercury retrograde recently. And and it was, if you breathe, you can meditate. <laughs> you know, just as a pleasant reminder, <laughs> because that's all it is. I mean, I think people just like everything else in life today, they overly complicate everything. So they think because, oh, I can't sit down and empty my, my head out completely. I can't meditate. Y you know, I invite and, and just simply challenge anybody who says they cannot meditate. I just invite you to focus on your breathing for one minute. Don't make it an hour. Don't even make it 10 minutes. Focus on your breath for one minute. That's all you got to do. You have started to meditate. And in the, there's Alexagram. I didn't do a word ponder, ponder on this one, but there's Alexagram right there. The word breathe. What you do when you are focused on your breath and you breathe. You will, let's spell out the truth, you will bathe the heart rate, beat the hate, be the earth ear. When you focus on your breath, you immediately slow your heart rate down. It will center you. It will ground you. It gets you into your heart space. And that is just the beginning of of. of Shifting your energy. You can take a walk and be meditating. You can listen to music and be meditating. You can be planting in your garden, weeding it, attending to it, and be meditating. You do not need to just sit cross-legged like a like a like a spiritual guru and 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 you know 
wear a shawl and and whatever you have to put a turban on your head and 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 and, and you know feel like you need to be you know all whatever it is that you're complicating it all to be so I do invite that with, with people who have have a little tripped up and they're maybe a little troubled with thinking like oh my god I just can't meditate I can't calm my mind it, yoga is a form of meditation. You're using the breathing th- with your body and, and the positions you're in. It's a form of it. Some people do not sit well in, in stillness for a very long time. And, and I can totally respect that, which is why, you know, I tell people there's so many other ways that you can do it and still feel like you're getting that satisfactory. The whole point is you just want to relax, Right. So when we meditate, so now we're going to get back into uh, the word meditation and the energy of this word and and what this can do as well to, you know, if we're really going to work with our law of attraction, you've got to have a grip on how your head is is working in the now because you can't attract with a cluttered mind. You cannot attract with a mind thinking all this weirdness and visualizing the worst case scenario. You're never going to have a very good law of attraction practice. That's that's an energetic fact. So we do want to work with meditation so that we can get some clarity and, and get some things cleared out. You know, it, it, meditation is is like... You know, when you have to clean your house, you know, probably like once a week at least or whatever you do to tidy up on a daily basis, it's like this meditation is basically like cleaning your house, except you're just cleaning up your mind a little bit and you're not allowing the focus of where you're directing everything to get you to be laser lasered in on things that just aren't serving your highest good. All right. So, meditation. Here's the top two things we pulled out of this one. Let's spell out the truth. In time, I am in a tamed mind. I aim in an aid to atone me. I aim in an aid to atone me. Excuse me. At an intimate time meant to mend and end a mean idea. That's meditation. And I don't know if some of you know who Yogananda is. He 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 was like this uh, brilliant yogi who brought pretty much is responsible for bringing yoga to the United States uh, quite some time ago. Um, if you've seen Awake, it's a really good. But um, he he's the one that wrote the uh, autobiography of a yogi. But they did Awake, which was the documentary on that book in particular. And it is very well done if, if that is something in your wheelhouse and you enjoy that. But I had this quote as well uh, when I posted this meditation, what's really in a word. And uh, Yogananda said, meditation clears the cosmic mist as the descended consciousness of the soul starts ascending to its lost higher planes of existence. So fun one. See, we're just just getting it. We're just clearing out the clutter and allowing our mind to just relax 
concentrate on something that aids our spiritual development. It aids our consciousness. You know, I constantly, I close every show with never compromise, living consciously. And, and, and it's just a, you know, meditation is going to help you get to that never compromising portion of the program. So when we look at the name expression energy of our meditation, this one I, I, I always loved. So it all adds up, the, the letters in, in meditation compute to the 36, which root back down to 9. But the, the, the higher meaning of the 36, it means what the 27 understands, which uh, is the scepter. And it's another karmic reward number that the Chaldeans highly regarded. So the 36 and the 27 mean the same thing. And so thus, meditation as a name expression equates to this understanding. This is an excellent, harmonious, and fortunate number of courage and power with a touch of enchantment. It blesses the person or entity it represents with a promise of authority and command. It guarantees that great rewards will come from the productive labors, the intellect, and the imagination. All of these creative faculties have sown good seeds which are to reap a rich harvest. People or entities represented by the 36 should always carry out their own original ideas and plans and not be intimidated or influenced by the diverse opinions or opposition of others. 36 is a number of karmic reward earned in more than one previous incarnation. So if you're meditating, wow. I mean, you're going to have your own authority and command. And that's a promise. That's an energetic vibrational promise. So when you're, you know, owning your meditation practice, and again, it's a practice, like the law of attraction is a practice, doing yoga is a practice, whatever it is you're doing on a spiritual level with, a, you know, utilizing tools in your life, everything's a practice because we keep learning and we keep doing we never stop. This journey doesn't end. We're, 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 we don't get a degree and stop learning. I mean, we kind of are conditioned that that's the way it works, but that's not the way it works. There's another wonderful, wonderful lexagram. Journey. It's the journey. Oh my goodness. I got to just escape my head. I don't have it in front of me. It just popped in. <laughs> Journey. Uh, it's 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 your joy. Oh my goodness. My goodness. It's, it's all about the joy. It's it's your joy. But there's something else. But my goodness. I'm having a moment. That's okay. We're still on the Mercury retrograde station as I'm recording this. So I will get back to you on the journey one in, in the next episode. I'll clarify that. I'll I'll, I'll clarify that for you. Or no, if you've you know what? There's your homework assignment. You can email me what you get out of the word journey. 
I want you to anagram and lexagram and spell out the truth from the word journey. You tell me what you get. You email me, Sharita at SharitaStar.com. I want to hear what you have to say. I want to hear what you spiral. That's what we call lexagramming, by the way. That's the practice of lexagramming is we spiral these phrases, these things out of any word, name, or a title. All right. So we're going to continue with the lexagrams that you can get out of meditation. Let's spell out the truth. In a nine name, I donate time to mend me mind. In time I tame, I mend a mean idea. I moaned, I omitted. I admit I it ain't a demon. No timid idiot idea in me, mind in time. I amend it. Ain't an intimidated, tainted detain I attend. I aim it in a main tame mind. I anoint it in time to totem me. In no time I atone me. I mate it in a one eon idea I made. I am tame. I am neat. I am an aid. I am meant to aim in a team. It's a main team mode in time me meet. I aim to tighten, to atone me mind, to mend a main man domain. Do it. It an antidote to a dominate media. Time in a tame mind end time. It done in one intimate eon. It an intimate time meant to mend and end a mean idea. In time, I am in a tamed mind. I aim in an aid to atone me, as we had started off with there. So there's our, there's our meditation. That's what we're going to be doing. That's what you're attracting and doing when you're meditating. You know, the, the, the lexagrams, by the way, I mean, you know, it's not like, that's what we call it, you know, when you phrase these anagrams, it's like poetic license and prose. So, you know, if it's not clear, perfectly grammatically correct English, um, you know, pardon, pardon my spiraling and uh, my imagination, <laughs> Because it does kind of get there, you know. You, you have a you have you can have a little bit of fun with it that in this way. So, I think we have time for a couple of more here, and then I I, I do want to tell you uh, in linking back to the lunar uh, cycle episode when we talked about the value of moon void. Of course, I, I want to tell you what moon void, of course, actually spells, which I don't think I did in that episode. So, if not, it's it's worth repeating in this lexagram episode, um, as we are always allowing our moon voids to be very, um, helpful in our relaxation process, because you always have to have relaxed time to perfect your law of attraction. So we're going to move on and, um, work and focus on what consciousness has to tell us the word consciousness. This was another one that, um, and of course, I, again, always say never compromise living consciously, but in consciousness, 
another uh, Yogananda quote we uh, put in is, Cosmic consciousness lies within and behind the layers of matter, physical energy, astral energy, and thought of consciousness. It's a Yogananda quote. All right. So consciousness. Once in union, I use one eon in scenic success. Once in concise unison, since I use sonic cues. That's fun. Little vibrational stuff there going on. So consciousness. What do we got as a name expression of consciousness? Once again, we've got this nine understanding. Now, this is what becomes super fun with the nine. So it's a system, it does it adds up to a 54, which does have it does not uh, have a Chaldean karmic mystery attached to it. It's just pure energy of nine. Now if you're into Tesla at all, Nikola Tesla, he said, if you understand the mysteries of three, six, and nine, you, you've got everything you need to understand about the universe. So I just love that consciousness itself. It, it, it is a pure nine vibration, which is, it's, it's all about bringing everything to a finalization, to the conclusions. It's triumphant. It's Again, back at this, um, it's a universal tying it all together energy. So I, I, I loved that we, we figured out that consciousness actually just works in this beautiful way. And it's guided, uh, when we look at the root of nine, it's, you know, a, a Mars guided number. Um, Mars is always about motivation. It, it makes us, you know bring action into our life. It obviously can intensify things. It can be obviously also aggressive, conflicting, maybe a little penetrating on the worst case scenario and the polarity of what the nine can do. But the nine is truly about being a warrior and being courageous. That is the biggest wonderful thing. If you focus on that with nine energy, you're you're going to have this always a triumphant out outcome. You won't get tripped up in that because being a, a warrior is always going to, you know, pull in what you want. So here's just a couple of things, more things that came out of consciousness. Let's spell out the truth. Once I in union, I use one eon in scenic success. I use no issues, no sins, no noises in sessions. I use nice concession, so concise unison is. Once I census success, I use one eon sonic noise. In sonic unison, I use one eons in sonic success. In us, I in union, so I in success, I use in unison. So our consciousness is, is truly about just being in unity there's there you're in you're in a total union you're 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 at the end everything is at this triumphant conclusion so for working with that amicably we're you know really going to be doing 
doing the right things in our life. So again, we're going to, I'm going to touch upon moon void, of course, what that spells out in the, in the truth and why we're meant to use that time frame. Again, you have to go back now to the timing, uh, the um, law of attraction in our lunar cycles. That's episode five. That was the beginning of September. You can uh, go, go back in the archives and find that. Um, but here's, and then I want to conclude with, with, with something I, I, I think is a very good for our times and, um, you know, what's going to be happening here as humanity moves along, whether you're in America or not. So, but when we're honoring that moon void, of course, which is those timeouts that we take, um, our lunar cycles pop those up every couple of days. And sometimes it's a couple hours. Sometimes it's like all day long and we're, Again, the, the, it just tells us, hey, be careful of what you're doing for future success. Kind of like a mini Mercury retrograde is what I always coin it. But again, go, go, go back to episode five. That's going to tell you more about the value of really utilizing the Moon Void, of course, calendar. And I have all that on my site. There's an article right on the right side of SureStar.com. Timing your success in Moon Void, of course. Check that out. It'll teach you more about it as well. So moon void, of course, when we're honoring, again, it's our time out. It's our time that we're giving ourselves permission to just chill, okay? We need to chill. Let's spell out the truth, moon void, of course. If I force sure moves under moon VOC, I find I'm doomed in enormous redos. I find I uncover if I discover inside focus. One sound fusion source I use. And of course, when you understand what to do when it's moon void, you will have, um, you're not forcing matters and, and your me- meditation is, is supported and, and just relaxing and puttering around the house and, you know, just allowing yourself to be, you know, um, allowing yourself to be goodness, you know, just allowing yourself to be free and not, um, complicating anything. I know we can't complicate things. Can you imagine? It's amazing. Human humans complicating things. All right. I want to read one last thing. Because, you know, we're getting in this time in, in, in our history, humanity, where, you know, a lot of people are talking about this sense of there's going to be some form of a revolution. If it's not already in some, you know, some places in the world, they already feel like there's a revolution going on. But there's a revolution that's going to happen. And when I want to focus on revolution, I'm going to spell out the truth like this. To unite in love, not to unite in evil. In tune to let love live on. Let love rule, not evil. True love rule over evil. To nurture in love, let love reign in true routine. And of course, reign without the G. You have to just put that in the quotes there, right? Love outlive evil. Vote in a love virtue. Veto evil, veto ruin, veto riot. Unveil love to rule true. 
Let in evil, one in toil. Not to revolt in evil, to evolve. Let violent rule out, to not ruin it. Let it in. Let true love in, to rule on. Unite love rule over evil. Let vile in to turn you, and you is in just using the letter U there. To orient our evolution, turn to love. Let true love in, let it live on, eon in, eon out. And I also wrote revolutionary. Let's spell out the truth. True love outlive any evil ritual. I unite it in a reliant love, not evil. I tune in to a love reality to live it in right, year in, year out. Again, right with R-I-T-E, this phonetics. Let in a real love routine to live it real. Year to year, any year, I overtly vote in true love. You... Turn into love to unite it in one love revolution. Ornately, natively, live your love in variety. So that's a journey. It's just a small little journey of, of, you know, how we can do this uncanny thing called lexigrams and we can spell out the truth in 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 our life uh we have you know just really scratched the surface here of what we can truly 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 do uh to understand the the power of the words that we use in our life and how much that we you know ultimately always need to be very aware of how we are saying what we're saying, thinking what we're thinking, intending what we're intending, and equally visualizing what we're visualizing. Because we can't visualize worst case scenarios. We've got to to imagine what we truly want to ordain in our life. There's, you know, truly no other way to, 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 to get around that. So let's do it, everybody. <laughs> let's do it. And let's, let's get the power of our words in the right places as we're moving forward. Uh, next episode, I'm going to be talking a lot about what these next seven months are really going to unfold and how we can work to the best of our ability. And um, we got a storm coming and we want to get you through it. So thank you once again for listening to the Sharita Star and Power Hour. And until next time, this is Sharita Star for Mind, Body, Spirit FM. May you never compromise, living consciously, and namaste, dear stars.
Do you ever feel that calling that you should be doing more with your life? If you're unhappy with the status quo, I can help. My name is Elias Patras, and I'm an intuitive motivator, psychic medium, and motivational speaker. I know that feeling, and on my podcast, Your Inner Voice, I can help you answer that call to step into your life's purpose. I will show you how to recognize and listen to the signs and signals that are all around us and help you tap into your intuition. Join me for the show here on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's connect, educate, and grow on this journey together.